Good morning and welcome to Current Radio. It's Thursday, January 11th. Kawhi is hoping an extension will help the Clippers keep their core, and Zhang is set to defend her strawweight title against Yan in April. Plus, Curry acknowledges that the Warriors might need a shakeup, and Tatum stretches the Celtics' home win streak to 18. This coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Sports Station. Please enjoy today's selection of sports news. Kawhi Leonard has signed a three-year, $153 million contract extension with the LA Clippers, a move he hopes will help keep Paul George and James Harden on the team. The Clippers announced the deal but did not disclose the terms. Helena, can you shed some light on this? Certainly, Stephen. Leonard and George were eligible for a maximum extension of four years and $223 million. However, Leonard's extension will pay him $52 million in the first year and approximately $50 million per season over the next two years. The extension does not include a player option, but does include a 15% trade kicker. So Leonard took less than he was eligible for. What was his reasoning behind this? Leonard, who is currently 32, said that by the time his contract ends, he will be 35. He wants to see how he's playing at that age, hence the shorter extension. The Clippers are also in extension talks with George and want to have both stars on longer-term contracts. And what about James Harden? How does he fit into this picture? Harden, who is 34, is under contract and cannot sign a new deal until after the NBA Finals. However, both the Clippers and Harden have been very happy with how things have gone since the team traded for the point guard on October 30th. After a six-game losing streak shortly after the trade, the Clippers have meshed and gone on a tier, winning 21 of their past 27 games. It sounds like Leonard's extension is a positive move for the Clippers. What does this mean for the team going forward? The Leonard extension ensures the Clippers will have their franchise star as they move to their new Intuit Dome in Inglewood, California, next season. Clippers president of basketball operations Lawrence Frank said it made sense from both sides. They wanted Kawhi to be a Clipper for a long time, and Kawhi wants to be a Clipper for a long time. The focus now is on the team, and they hope the desire to remain home and try to win a championship will help keep the core together. Well, it will be interesting to see how this plays out for the Clippers, and in another interesting development in the sports world, for the first time in UFC history, two Chinese athletes will be pitted against each other in a title bout. Zhang Weili will be defending her UFC women's strawweight title against Yan Xiaonan at UFC 300 on April 13th in Las Vegas. This is the first title fight announced for the event, which is expected to feature at least one or two more championship matchups. Helena, what's the significance of this fight? Steven, this is a huge milestone for the UFC and for Chinese athletes. Zhang is the UFC's first Chinese-born champion and is currently ranked as the top pound-for-pound -pound women's MMA fighter in the world by ESPN. Yan, on the other hand, was the first Chinese women's fighter to be signed by the UFC in 2017 and is currently ranked number seven. This fight not only showcases the growing influence of Chinese athletes in the UFC, but also the increasing global appeal of the sport. Zhang has had quite a run, hasn't she? She's won three in a row, two by finish, and is coming off a dominant unanimous decision win over Amanda Lemos at UFC 292. 
What can you tell us about her? Zhang, a native of Handan, Hebei, China, is a two-time UFC women's strawweight champion. She won the belt for a second time by beating Carla Esparza at UFC 281 in November 2022. She's known for her aggressive style and has a record of 24-3. At 34, she's at the peak of her career, and this fight against Yan could be one of her most challenging yet. And Yan, she's also coming off a big win, isn't she? Absolutely, Stephen. Yan, also 34, is coming off a first-round knockout of former champion Jessica Andrade at UFC 288. The Shenyang Liaoning China native has won eight of her past 10 fights. This fight against Zhang will be a significant test for her and could potentially catapult her to the top of the women's MMA rankings. It's definitely a fight to watch, with UFC 300 shaping up to be a milestone event with four current or former UFC champions already booked. In another sports update, the Golden State Warriors are facing a tough time, with boos from their home crowd following a 141-105 loss to the New Orleans Pelicans. This comes after a similar reaction during a routing by the Toronto Raptors. Helena, our sports analyst, is here to delve into this. Helena, what's going wrong for the Warriors? Steven, the Warriors are in a tough spot. They've gone two and five during a home stretch they hoped would swing their momentum after an inconsistent start to the season. Now they're heading on the road, still searching for answers. With a 17-20 record and in 12th place in the Western Conference, they're in a precarious position. As Stephen Curry put it, if things stay the same, it's the definition of insanity. So, there's been talk of a shakeup. What might that look like? Well, following the suspension of Draymond Green, Warriors general manager Mike Dunleavy Jr. said the next 15-20 games would be crucial in determining what decisions the team would make. They're now 14 games in, and no lineup combination is working, no adjustments are helping, and the list of problems is getting longer. It's a tough situation. And it seems like the team's confidence is taking a hit. Indeed, Stephen. Coach Steve Kerr has said that they're lacking confidence and have lost belief. They allowed 46 points to the Pelicans in the first quarter, the most they've given up in any quarter this season. In the third quarter, they trailed by 41 points, their largest deficit of the season. The 36-point loss is their worst home loss since March 2007. Is there any hope for a turnaround? There's always hope, Stephen. The imminent return of Green could galvanize the group and bring a new level of energy. The Warriors still believe that as long as they have Curry, Green, and Thompson, they can stay competitive. But as Dunleavy warned, they need to start winning some games or they'll have to reevaluate. It's certainly a challenging time for the Warriors, and we'll have to see how they navigate this. On a more positive note in the NBA, the Boston Celtics managed to maintain their unbeaten home record this season, pulling off a stunning victory against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Despite trailing for most of the game, the Celtics managed to claw back a seven-point deficit in the final three minutes thanks to Jason Tatum's impressive performance. Helena, what's your take on this game? Well, Stephen, it was a thrilling game indeed. Tatum was the standout player, scoring 18 of Boston's final 25 points, outscoring Minnesota by himself in overtime. His performance helped the Celtics set a franchise record with an 18th consecutive home win to start the season. It's worth noting that the Timberwolves were missing two key players, Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert, 
which certainly had an impact on the game. Yes, the Timberwolves were definitely at a disadvantage there. But let's talk more about Tatum. His performance was nothing short of spectacular, wasn't it? Absolutely, Stephen. Tatum's performance was a game-changer. He scored 45 points in total, including a crucial step-back three and a layup in the final minutes. His hot streak even caused the Timberwolves to double up on him, which opened up space for Junior Holiday to score a crucial three-pointer. Tatum's performance was a key factor in the Celtics' comeback. And what about the Timberwolves? They had a seven-point lead with less than three minutes to go. Where did it all go wrong for them? Well, Stephen, it seems like a lack of discipline in the final stages of the game cost them. Anthony Edwards, one of the league's brightest young stars, kept trying to force plays late in regulation and in overtime. Timberwolves coach Chris Finch pointed out that there was too much isolation against a strong Celtics defense. Edwards finished with 29 points, but had four turnovers in the closing stretch. It's also worth mentioning the performance of Jalen Brown. He played a crucial role in shutting down Edwards, didn't he? Yes, Stephen. Brown took on the challenge of defending Edwards and did so brilliantly. He also contributed significantly on the offensive end, scoring 35 points. Tatum and Brown combined for 80 points, the most they've ever scored together in a game. This duo has now combined to both score at least 35 points in a game four times in their careers, which is quite a feat in the franchise's history. It's clear that the Celtics are reestablishing their home court dominance. With 18 consecutive home wins, they have the fourth longest streak in the NBA in the past 25 years. Helena, how significant is this for the team? It's incredibly significant, Stephen. After a combined home record of 11 to 12 over the past two postseasons, this winning streak is a testament to the Celtics' resilience and determination. Tatum has mentioned that re-establishing home court dominance was a specific goal for the season, and it's clear they're on the right track. Indeed, it's been a remarkable turnaround for the Celtics. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for your insights, Helena, and for tuning in to Current Radio. We'll see you back here tomorrow.